Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Mark check. <laughs> mm. Good old Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Spicy. It is spicy. It's got a nice good color though. Yep. It's a we talked about it several podcasts ago. It is a damn good go to bourbon. It is. And We're going to start reaching soon. Yeah, I know. We gotta we gotta make a run here. I've been so busy with everything. I know. Mm. It's this new life, man, this new coach's life yeah. that we took on. Oof. Let me tell you something, folks. <laughs> if you're like Mark and I, maybe you watch Ted Lasso one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> and have a keychain that literally says believe. And you're like, Thank you, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Nick. And you're thinking to yourself, I want to make an impact on young people's lives. So you sign yourself up to be a coach <laughs> on your kids' soccer team, a or basketball team, or a volunteer, a volunteer coach. coach. There's two types of volunteer coaches. There's volunteer <laughs> coaches who are like, Look, man, we're going to have a good time. The kids are all running in one direction. Like, that's fine. And then there's other volunteer coaches who are trying <laughs> to make real, real focus change in second, third, and fourth grade yeah. kids' minds. Right. Make them the best second grade athlete ever. And totally. let let us just say that Jeremy and I are in the ladder. <laughs> We're in the ladder category. There's nothing light and easy oh, about our coaching man. styles. Like we could go down a rabbit hole and uh, say, well, there's something psychologically wrong with us then most likely. I would agree with that statement. I would agree. But at least we give it our all. It's true. We give it our all. We definitely don't half-ass the situation. No. What happened this week with you, man? Anything good? Yeah, man. I had a pretty incredible week. Uh, We had uh, Max start this after-school program where he just gets kind of an hour where no one's telling him what to do. Oh, wow. It's made a big difference. They call it D103 Club. Yeah. So we got him in that, um, but this is our first test, right? Because that's a lot now for the boys in the week. So our lifestyle schedule goes Monday, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Then it goes Tuesday, our basketball clinic, Yeah, yours and mine and Nick's with the kids. We got the third through fifth. Yeah, third, fourth, fifth. Third, fourth, fifth, 40 kids. 40 kids. <clears throat> 40 kids that we're training. So that's Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Wednesday... Um, because I'm coaching both my son's flag football teams. I host a practice on Wednesday for them. And then both boys have piano lessons after that. Oh shit. Thursday's that next basketball practice. And then Friday's the flag football games. Jesus. Um, and then Saturday I did this great clinic with, uh, the bulls community group and, uh, this, uh, great organization called project One Ten and, uh, my homies of the healing. And we, uh, Gave some freshmen a uh, some high school freshmen a meditation and yoga series that just kind of help them deal with stress and mental health. That's which was awesome. really good. And it was a great, great response because <clears throat> you know, man, those teenagers, yeah, you don't know, know. Yeah. you don't know. And uh, you know, there's a little bit chit chat, nothing crazy, they're kids, mm-hmm. but they all got there. Two minutes That's of awesome. silence for the meditation, what not even wiggling and like eyes looking in all these circles that they is were like major accomplishment yeah thank you um <clears throat> didn't win our games on friday yeah but i do appreciate our basketball clinic like seeing kids get better and understanding their skill set 
that's nice. But I do have to say there's the third graders. It's a bit tough. Yeah. It's a bit tough to keep them focused. Uh, their bodies at that age. You know, I took a couple classes last year um, regarding psychology and lifetime development. And at this age, like the kids sense of focus is maybe 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's what it feels like. Cause you're trying to get them to go in like one direction. You're trying mm-hmm. to get them to not talk. They're all trying to, you know, have fun or just kind of move around. So it's a little bit different. But I have yeah. to say, man, all those things that are going on after, you know, a work day, because mm. I still have my classes that I teach at Midtown, yeah. seeing you and uh, my membership online. So I'm doing these workouts. And uh, all in all, though, man, I was like, man, this is so great. I'm out here doing the work that I love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to hang out with my closest friend. Mm-hmm. I get to, you know, actually participate in sports uh, right. as a coach. Right. Um, but I have to say, you know, I worried for so long that I was going to be like that dad on the sideline who's like throwing chairs because I'm getting too into the game. <laughs> and I'm not going to say I was like an angel watching games, but once I became a coach for these kind of programs, yeah. like you don't realize how competitive you are until you start coaching. I would agree. And then you're like, oh man, I'm really competitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I try not to think that it's about me wanting right. to win that I'm putting forth the effort for the kids right so that they experience what it feels like to play well and hopefully maybe win we know it's not everything but it sure sucks losing it does I'll tell you that it like, does if you ask a kid if he plays a sport and they lost every game that year ask that ask those kids if they want to come back some of them don't want to come back and part of that is because they lost all I the agree. time so like you have to have some semblance of success in my opinion to make it worth something so you want them to win and um and but there's all, always that uh struggle because you're like am i winning for me or am i winning for them i agree because <clears throat> these kids that i have for the football and maxwell's age group um it's a it's a tough mix mm-hmm. there's only a couple kids that have you know a good understanding of their talent and their body type um, and from the first game to this last game, you can definitely see development yeah. improvement. They're getting comfortable with each other, getting yeah. comfortable with the game. So I'm proud about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And even at the end of the games, cause we lose, we're losers. Yeah. Like we're losing. Yeah. Uh, I try to remind them, like, I know you guys feel the difference in how you're playing. You can tell you're getting better. Like, yeah, I'm like, I know we haven't won but yeah. you are getting better and they are like, we are getting better. We can tell. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. You have, well, that's good on you as a coach, right? Like you can't focus on the loss. You got to focus on the positives and that's what you're doing. I'm trying. Yeah. Now, as I say all that, right. I come home and Laura's like, Hey, you did such a good job. And I have to go upstairs <laughs> and go take Decompress. a shower and sit there looking in the mirror. Like you fucking can't do nothing. Right. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It's so bad. I know. So terrible. I, um, you know, we, uh, we had, for those who have maybe followed the podcast for a little bit of time now, you know that I'm coaching Tucker's tackle football team. So, and, um, he's in fourth, but he's like on a team with fourth and fifth graders. And we, um, made it to the playoffs and then we won our two playoff games. And so we made it to the championship. 
and they call it the Super Bowl yesterday. So, and uh, we won the Super Bowl. That's right, you did. Yeah, that's right, you did. Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hold hold on. Tell everyone listening when this uh, season started. Oh my God. Tell them it started, and then tell everyone how many days a week yeah. you meet. Yeah. July twenty fourth, we started practice, and we had practice six days of the week. <laughs> And just yesterday was the Super Bowl. November was November eleventh. It was Veterans Day. November eleventh was the last was the day. Last day. I I tell you, I told the coaches. I said, and I was lucky enough to be the defensive like court quote unquote coordinator yeah, totally. at that level. Like all you're doing is just trying to put people in the right places and just tell them, tell them what gap. Or, yeah, yeah pretty and, much. <laughs> and and what Space like play cover, they, you yeah. think is going to be played. You know, ran. Um, but uh. Uh, I, you know, I had the, the opportunity to be the defensive coordinator. So it was, I was up this past week, man. I put in an Excel file, two full games <laughs> of their offensive plays, <laughs> every offensive play, the down, the distance, the formation, what play was run, where it was run to on like, was it a, obviously a pass or a totally. run? Like, and so you could filter out and we dissected every play and we kind of knew what they were going to do on every play in my mind there's <clears throat> it's a montage yeah. of you yeah. and images of <laughs> a stern focused look your pencil uh vigorously writing on the pad as you see the plays yeah play number 37 of this game <clears throat> two yards you press pause you rewind again oh my you god again you rewind again it took I me see it all i was up Till one thirty in the morning, two times this past week, trying to get that you know dialed in. Fourth and fifth grade, folks. Fourth, Fourth and, and fifth, fifth grade. grade. But twenty-seven, twenty-six to seven. There you go. Preparation, baby. Preparation. It works, and I think that's a you know we talk about a lot of that kind of stuff on this podcast, and it's true. You know the the amount of effort you put in is the return that you will get. And it's interesting because obviously as adults, we want to put in that, or you hope that whatever profession that we're in, whatever skill set that you're working on a regular basis, that you get the opportunities to feel those kind of experiences. Right. But for kids, you got to want them. They got to want it. Right. Yeah. Want to want to get better. Yeah. And I don't want to speak about your kids, but I can tell you both my boys are notorious for if they don't think they're good at something right away it's hard to get them to like mm, keep going, keep going. Yeah. There's been a couple of things that they weren't great at. And then a couple of delicate pushes, mm -hmm. a couple of, I'm not looking, but you go ahead and do your own thing. So there's no, you know, judgment from my end of how yeah. to do it better or whatever, just the freedom to play. Yeah. <clears throat> but for the most part, when I look at even the kids on this basketball program, yeah, you can tell which ones are like eyes open. Mm -hmm. You see that, overbite mm -hmm. biting on their lip trying to do it right yeah with the dribbling and stuff yeah yeah and then you see the kids spinning and yeah not paying dancing attention and yeah i think that's what we wanted to talk about this week was um for those parents out there that have kids who are young we jeremy and i and i'm not going to speak for nick because he's not here but nick uh nick's really the lead coordinator of this clinic he does a lot of the heavy lifting from the administrative standpoint. Um, Agreed. And and like dialing up because he he really played 
basketball at a high level, uh, definitely compared to me. I only played basketball for two years. I know how to rebound and defense. That's it. <laughs> I know skills. Yeah, I, yeah. I can I can box out with my butt, but that's about it. And uh, so we have been coaching these third, fourth, and fifth graders, and I coach that for the clinic, and then for football, it's fourth and fifth, mostly fifth. And what we've noticed and what we've talked about separately is that the age at which a third grader and a fifth grader take in information, or the, the, the manner in which the age of a third grader and fifth grader take in information, are able to digest it and then act upon it and focus is completely different. And it sounds pretty, it sounds pretty basic. But I think as a parent out there, if you're listening and you have kids around this age, like third grade is probably the age that you still, maybe fourth, you still want to let them just have fun with, with play, like mostly play. There's not like, like directed uh, skills type, you know, clinics or directed skills type um, sports. You know, I don't know. I mean, we as a society have gotten into a, uh, rhythm of, you know, after T-ball, you gotta be on some travel baseball team. It's like, wait, we went from T-ball to travel. What is happening here? And you have to be able to, to identify someone's skill level enough right. for their future at that from level. third grade to basically high school. Cause right. your whole goal, right. Is that you're doing travel because it's playing against the most competitive, et cetera. Right. <clears throat> so I think I'm a, I think that's what makes it tough is I'm sure a lot of parents out there hear these same stories. Well, if you don't get into it now, it's going to be harder when you get into it later. Right. And this is where the kids, college, you know, coaches go and look at the kids coming up, blah, blah, right. blah. And I'm like, ah, I think, and I'm just going to go ahead and pull from coach prime on this. I think that I'll speak for myself. I didn't play organized sports until I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. And at that time I loved playing the game. And yeah. so anything a coach asked me to do around that age, I would do to right. get faster, to get stronger, to get better at the skill of the game that I was playing. Yeah. Independently, I would do that. Yeah. Now I'm sure not everyone and not every kid wants to do those things, but I am talking about the age in which I cared. Right. I played sports, you know, in fifth grade and fourth grade and stuff with kids on the playground. Yeah. But it wasn't like the level of, I want to make an impact yeah. until I was in middle school. So I think because of social media and with digital, if you weren't on a travel team and you find yourself in a position where your, your child all of a sudden is like, I want to list off whatever sport you want to yeah. list off yeah. and you can get some tutelage and programming and there's sports camps for kids at that age. Mindset athletics, where you at? <laughs> uh, and then they have a hunger already that you're nurturing. Yeah. But at this age and the money that yeah. you have to spend at this age, yeah. like I don't, I would be curious to see the benefits or some kind of study that shows benefits of the kid that starts now yeah. at a third grade level versus the kid that starts at middle school. Yeah. I, there's, I'm sure there are studies out there and I think actually a lot of them probably from what I've seen have um, preached the, the positive of not having your kid in that kind of program and just agree. having them play for the fun of it. You know, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a parent out there and you're thinking about putting your kid in these programs and just 
go go play with them yourself. Go make it fun. Like go if you're thinking about baseball, go out in the backyard and toss the ball around. What do they need to do? They need to throw. They need to hit. <laughs> they catch. Like like what is a game? Yeah, I know. Like somebody's gonna say, well, the coaches on these travel teams should have more specific skill sets to help my kid and be able to identify a, a proper swing or a proper throw technique or whatever. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, the kid still needs to throw the baseball a lot. Like if you think your kid's going to be a major league baseball player, they're going to have to throw the baseball a lot and they're going to get a lot of coaching from seventh grade on if they're a good athlete. I agree. And they're, they love the game. They're going to get a lot of coaching on how to do that. And if you want to hire a specific trainer to help for that in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, then do that. But at third grade or fourth grade, they don't necessarily need to be on these travel teams. And even with Tucker playing in fourth grade tackle football, you know, he, I was concerned about putting him in it. You know, it's a lot. Like the, the cost wasn't that much though. That's good. That was, but it's was, also the high school's uh, feeder, feeder team. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he will, he will definitely be put it this way next year when he comes in, if there's a kid in fifth grade that didn't play fourth grade and they play football in fifth grade at the beginning of the season, that kid will be behind where right. Tucker is. Right. But there is definitely a very good chance that some of those kids will be ahead of some kids that played last year just because of athleticism or just because of focus or just because of the love that they have for the game and they want to put their effort into it. Like you see kids all the time. We had a kid this year who played for the very first time. He was, he scored 12, 12, no, 13, 14 touchdowns, 14 touchdowns. This first kid. time playing the game. First time playing the game. And he, because first of all, he's a phenomenal athlete. And second, he loves the game. He's now, he's like in it. Right. And it's still young. Everybody out there is like fifth grade. It's still young. I get it. I'm, I know what you're saying, but some of these kids were playing when they were in third grade, you know, and this kid is by far, I mean, he's probably, you know, of the top three kids on the team, depending on what game. What, what the game dictates, whether it's run, whether it's pass, because we have a great quarterback, we have a great running back, and this kid that I'm speaking of is a receiver. He's a great receiver, and, um, you know, it just goes to show that you don't have to start when you're in second, third grade running routes. You know, we taught this kid a lot of routes this year. We taught this kid how to, you know, break at the top of the route, right? Yeah. And he, but he wanted to learn, like you could tell, and he'd ask questions, you know, and so. And you know what? Now that you just say that, I would, I would actually argue that the age in which you want to start your child in any kind of sports endeavor, I bet would be based less on the age and more on their uh, will to want to learn yeah. and improve in the game. Yeah. What I mean by that is <clears throat> I've seen kids on a soccer field, uh, I've seen kids on a basketball court who have a look in their eye like, I'm a competitor. Mm -hmm. I'm a competitor. Mm -hmm. And I've seen kids with looks in their eyes that I'm like, I'm a kid. And I like stars, unicorns, yeah. and, you know, doing <laughs> somersaults. Like, totally. And like nothing's wrong with either, right? Totally. So as I say that, I think that if your kid is the one who does have that competitive edge, then obviously sports makes a perfect amount of sense. Mm -hmm. They're ready. They're mm -hmm. ready to learn. They're a coach's dream because of that. So I wouldn't stop you. But if your kid's kind of so-so about the game or kind of just a little bit flighty or aloof, when yeah, it comes or just, to like this. or maybe just behind in like what you think 
They should be. Just go yeah. have fun with them. One hundred percent. Go because I I believe as a parent they won't love the game if they don't love the game. Well, and they won't love the game if you don't love the game. Agreed. Like you should want to. As a parent, here's some advice. If you think that you are going to be the parent that you 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 see something in your son or daughter that you think is special as far as athleticism goes, and then you send them to somebody else to train them and teach them, and you don't have all you are is the parent that drops them off and then picks them up and then asks them questions about how hard they worked at practice and you're not willing to put any effort toward it on an actual physical basis to help them like go outside and like throw 10 minutes them, a day that you yourself you are, are helping not, improve their skill yeah, set. You are not helping them and you are, you're going, they are going to, um, uh, what's the look word I'm looking for animosity. They're gonna have animosity toward you from, quote unquote, making them do something that you don't even have the desire nor time to do yourself with them. Like go out there and throw the damn baseball with them. Go out there and throw the football with them. They're your child. If you think that they have a certain athleticism and they, you're, they're special, then wouldn't you want to share that with them? And I've seen parents that do. Yeah. I've seen the parents, yeah. even as like jokes that we'll make, but I've seen a parent working with their son yeah. to make them that good. Yeah. And I, and I hate the parents that go, Oh my God, they're out there all the time. Just, he's making them do it. Well, you don't know. Don't hate on them because that kid, my kid, I'll tell you what, <laughs> Tucker, we just talked about this. Yeah. July 24th. Okay. July 24th, we started and he played football six days of the week. Okay. We're at our grandma's, the grandma's house today, my mother-in-law's house with his cousins. He's outside throwing the football with his cousin. Okay. He loves the game. There you go. Like he's, and so for me as a dad, if, if he's like, Hey, you want to go outside and throw the football? And I'm like, no, I got stuff to do, you know, and then I hire a trainer to do it. How much, how shitty is that? How does he feel like, well, I guess I'm going to do this on my own. This is me. Right. You know, and that's why I got into coaching because first of all, I wanted to prove myself that like that I love helping people. I just, something, you know, you're the same way. We got in this business, this health and fitness business to help people. Like that's what we got in this business for. That's because we knew the positive impact it has on a person. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want people to have the same feeling that I got the first time I was able to be like, Oh my God, look at what I'm able to do. Exactly. And so, you know, I got into being a coach at this point in my life because I want to make a positive impact on kids who want to be coached. Agreed. Like if you want to play a sport and you want athleticism to be something that you love or do on a, on a consistent basis, then I want to be that person that hopefully can help you become the best version and get the most out of it. That's what my goal is as a coach. Yeah. Is, is there's a little selfishness in it because I want to see if I can actually be a good coach. Yeah, of course. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that you go into this going, Oh gosh, I hope I'm a good coach. And if I'm not, who cares? No, I want to be a good coach. I put in and, the study time and I reapproach my methods on how I connect with these players regularly. Exactly. In hopes that I'm making improvements in my ability to be a coach and my ability to communicate to my players and the ability to listen to what my players right. need to right. inspire them at whatever age or gender they may happen to be. <clears throat> and that's the thing, right? Is I think, I think there's a big difference between a boss and a leader. And I think that to your point, 
I think there is a sense of service that comes in with coaching that just feels amazing when you see a confidence level on a kid. Oh, if you'll let me. Yeah. There's a kid on Maxwell's flag football team. And Maxwell is? He is uh, second grade. Six? six? He's seven. Seven. Gosh, sorry. It's all good. So Maxwell's seven. And it's second and third grade, this group of kids for flag football. Second and third grade. Yeah. And one of the kids on our team, it's a team of 12, uh, is a big kid. Like the biggest kid on the team. Yeah. And you can tell that he's um, a bit self-conscious in his size. Oh, okay. And he's a a bit soft in his tone. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to feel like he's um, like intimidating to people. I was just going to say, he doesn't want to fulfill the prophecy. 100%, right? Right. Okay. So here's this big kit. And I ask everyone the very first game. And mind you, there was no practice. We all showed up on a Friday about to play football. Mm -hmm. And I'm like great so i ask has anyone not played football before and this kid rose his hand Hmm. never played football in his life Hmm. and i'm like okay so we run a couple of things to try to see like who can hand off a ball who can throw a ball who can catch a ball etc and i ask the kids who likes to catch who likes to throw a couple kids raise their hands for the throwing all the kids raise their hands for passing and then this one kid that i was just 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 describing kind of raises his hand i'm like like you'll catch if you have to, but it's not something you like hope to do. And he kind of goes, yeah, that I'm like, okay. So he's self-conscious. He doesn't know about playing the game. All right. So we run a play and I have the quarterback throw the ball to him. I was like, all right, the ball's going to come to you. Just do your best to try to absorb it in. Don't stop the ball. Don't hit the ball. Right. Okay. So the ball comes to him and he hits the ball away. Mm-hmm. Right, because he's scared of getting hit by the ball. It's mm-hmm. a totally normal thing. Mm-hmm. See it all the time, right? So I walk up on him and I look at him, and he's he looks like he's like I'm about to get in trouble because mm-hmm. I didn't catch the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about how many coaches I grew up with, and where like the only lesson is is fear is the only real <laughs> motivator, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I walk at him. I'm like, <clears throat> the way you catch a ball is you got to love the ball. Mm-hmm. Like you got to want this ball so much. Yeah. Like there's nothing else in the world that you love more than this ball. And yeah. so then he starts smiling and I'm like, no, seriously, hold on, hold the ball right now. Hold the ball in your hands. <laughs> and I go, no, not like that gentle. Yeah. <laughs> and he's laughing and I'm like, don't laugh. It's serious. And he keeps laughing. And I'm like, do you understand? Like you love this ball. This ball's not here to hurt you. It's yeah. like the best thing in your life. Okay. So fast forward to the game and, uh, I just said at the earlier part of this podcast how frustrated I was. You know, I get home, we lose, like yeah. I have all these expectations, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. yeah. And Laura tells me that he's like, Who's that big kid on your team? And I was like, Oh, and I say his name. And she goes, He ran off the field with the biggest Aww, smile on his face. And he was awesome. like, Oh, I did it, blah, blah, blah. And he had a couple of good plays and all yeah. these things. And then when she said it, right, I went upstairs to like, you know, take my medicine and yeah. go through my process. But <laughs> yeah, I have to yeah. say, I was so proud of my approach for the kid and I was so proud about his response. And I was like, man, every kid deserves to have that feeling after a scary like approach to start something new. Yeah. And I look at him and I can, the size that he is, right. I mean, it is, I don't know. And I don't know a coach on any team who wouldn't be salivating 
for a kid this size. I was already thinking about what <laughs> two years from now. He's coming in my tackle team. <laughs> I was like, I was totally like, you never played football before? He goes, no. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm, my job then is to make you love this game for whoever's going to get you in high He's school. He's going right? to be my striper. And it's just what it is. Yeah. You see kids like that, and you're like, oh. And Laura knew right away, too. She said it. She's like, oh, my God, that kid is the one that yeah. I'm like, I know. But he doesn't know. Like yeah, he doesn't no. see himself as like this. Like he just knows that he's different. Yeah, and like, Which, and this is the age they're yeah, at, right? Yeah. And so I think of sports as this great vehicle to inspire confidence in a person, something to yeah. add physical uh, achievement to. Yeah. Um, but when you're trying to, like, at the end of the day, I try to tell myself, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to make uh, these kids feel like if you're not winning. You're a loser. Right. If you're improving, yeah. you're doing everything that you can. Yeah. And that's yeah. all I care about. And I made that a focus because of the skill set of the kids that I have. Yeah. I mean, if you can if you can really dial into each kid focusing on their the improvement that they're making, eventually the team as a whole will start winning games 100%. or start ha at least having more success per se. Agreed. Right? And then they'll feel better about themselves. But Agreed. I think I think um, that it's interesting that, you know, in that arena we just said you know and we said probably fourth or fifth grade is when you start to really get involved in organized maybe sports and let kids play but you know you're coaching second grade flag football but that coaching of flag football is just kind of random play it like is you're just kind play, of letting them run out run out there and somebody throws the ball and you hope somebody catches it you're not dialing up plays for these kids and expect, right. expecting them to actually run the route perfectly like, right like you have to you have to at at some point you know, like we said like jeremy and i have done this we're, we're doing this clinic right now that like we said third and fourth and fifth grade and we noticed we separated the kids from in grade we because we have 40 kids and so we separated the the fifth together, the fourth together, and the third together. And we've noticed that the third grade group is drastically different between the third and the fourth grade. There's the fourth there is, and the fifth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But even just one year, like definitely from third to fifth is huge, but third to fourth is even big. The gap. Like oh, the I see third what you're grade. Saying. The third grade group is very, very hard to to get to focus. Very, very hard to get to listen, to learn, to, to improve in like specific things that you're trying to teach them. But at the end of the day, they're going to be better, better basketball players when they come out of this program, you know, six weeks from now. And Cause if nothing else, we did this with the field sports, the same program yeah. and they improved in speed. They improved in footwork. Yeah. Biomechanics, like yeah. things like that. Everything. I mean, Caden, look at, uh, we have, a kid i mean look at how great he has become i know, you know? and i mean I know. he started with us a while back and it wasn't he he has improved greatly you yeah. know and he's been at every every clinic that we've had and he just keeps trying hard man and he's got a great and, attitude oh about God, it great attitude and, he and but he's a fifth best. he's fifth he is fifth so he's you know if Again, he was if trying he was a, if he was a third grader we'd have different results i agree you know? with that statement um so I think as a parent out there, if you're thinking about getting your kids into a lot of different clinics and, and you know, we're, we actually made the decision, um, you know, we, we don't think we're going to do a third grade clinic next year because, because it's, it's not right. It's not right to think, to, to imp 
impose the thought on parents that they need to spend money for um, a clinic for their kid that's in third grade. It's probably not worth it. Like, I, it's one thing if, again, if your intention is like, I just need something for my kid to do. Right. It makes perfect sense. Right. If you want your kid to get more, because they don't, they don't get activity. They don't have anywhere totally. for sports. They don't have, and this is their outlet. You want them to get like more physical activity. That's great. If you want to do that, if you're thinking that this is the only way that your kid is going to make the varsity basketball team, football team, baseball team, lacrosse team, hockey team, whatever. That in third grade, you need to pay for them to go to a clinic. I'm, that is we're not telling, the case. We are telling you it's probably not worth it. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, but coaching, coaching's just something that I think we both are going to continue to talk about. So and, if, you know, honestly, man, <laughs> I, here's how I'll say this because we'll sign up from here. Yeah. When I moved up here after you guys had moved here and I'm like, all right, we're settling into the suburban life. Here we are. And we're looking into the future ahead. And we're meeting great dads um, in this neighborhood, some that coach, some that don't coach. But, you know, we all love sports. And I had no doubt that we'd be participating in some kind of coaching level on some, even the most simple. But I can tell you, after just these clinics that we've done, this is what happens next. Yeah. I can just tell because I, for so long as a personal trainer, had thought about the longevity of our bodies and our minds as we age with my clients, et cetera. And now at this particular age of our kids, I can actually feel this sense where I'm like, man, my progress as an athlete, as an individual is definitely taking a back seat, knowing that the responsibility is all about my kids mm -hmm. and what happens next mm -hmm. for the next 10 years. Yeah. You can tell. I'm like, all my effort now is going to make sure that when you go to college, this is the best that we could do with the 10 yeah. years that we had you to do these things. And that type of thought process feeds a new desire of coaching that I knew was going to come the first time I was like, yeah. if I taste coaching once. I know it's going to be a drug that fulfills the competitiveness that I miss. It'll fulfill the development of new athletes on a regular basis at such a pure age. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause the hard thing with personal training and group fitness is you got to find this sweet harmony of pushing someone just enough that they walk out feeling like proud, mm -hmm. but not so much that you discourage them from walking back in right. to pay for a class or a workout if yeah. you're a trainer. Yeah. And as you see this dichotomy of us getting older and then this next generation coming up, you're like, it's not necessarily living through them, but I can tell you that now watching these kids, it inspires my workouts. Yeah. Watching these kids, it inspires my desire to study mm -hmm. and to learn how to see the games differently, how to yeah. see sport differently, how to see athletes differently. And it's in this business. And I know Mark, you know, Fitness is a, is peaks and valleys. You get burnt out so easily. Um, it's such, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, but there are so many facets to it. So you can find almost anything that you love within it. But once you get a taste of that coaching, you see kids get better based on things that you know yourself are really good. I mean, mm. it's a great, great yeah. feeling. It's awesome. Man. And I'm like, even, <laughs> even as I come home, in my like whatever process to burn off a loss or whatever, yeah. I'm still like the kids were like, we did that. And yeah. there was a kid 
on my team, man, who caught a pass and went for a run. So the first play, I give him the ball, and he runs backwards, almost gets us a safety. Oh, right? no. Oh, no. Yeah. He's a third grader, second grader. And uh, then I'm like, okay, we're going to throw the ball. It's going to go to you. You ready? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Ball goes to me, catches it. And I told him after oh, he ran backwards, I'm like, I don't care if the flag gets pulled. <laughs> yeah, just keep running. Just keep running forward. Yeah, yeah. So he did. He ran forward, got five yards, made a great play, went for it. Yeah. And I looked at him, and I was, like, hyped up for him. And you could tell he was hyped up because I was hyped up, to your point about showing enthusiasm yeah. to your players. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I love these kids. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, I'm now, like, invested. All their names. I know. Every time they do something well, uh, my – understand like you already know what you're doing so i can't i can't sugarcoat this now because you yeah. know you know how to yeah. do this so yeah. yeah we're gonna do better just expectations are yeah higher. expectations go up <laughs> yeah. and i'm loving every bit of this yeah. right i'm yeah. i'm loving the sweet pain of this process and yeah. i i don't know man i i i love where our lives have gone yeah. post pandemic like yeah. i i yeah love that we get to work with these kids it's taking me back and giving me an opportunity to kind of like put to rest some demons from my own upbringing when it came to coaches, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, yeah. I don't know. I wear shorts now <laughs> with high of, socks. Cause, and... <laughs> of, Cause of Tom Kaiser. There you go. Yeah. If you guys go back, if you want to listen, go back to like some of the first episodes. And I, I walked out on Saturday morning for that super bowl and it was 30 degrees and I had shorts on. <laughs> And all the coaches are like, what in the hell are you doing? I'm like, it's Ohio thing, bro. You don't know. All right. The I know best. Northwestern had been in the news before, but before all that, the Northwestern head trainer. I don't know. Oh, the head. Name. Yeah, the head strength and conditioning coach. Conditioning coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our circle of friends had seen this guy. And this guy is, in my opinion, he is the, the mascot for Mark Byer. You know what I'm saying? Like. He thinks it's him, right? But in my mind, and are my friend's mind, it's him trying to be Mark Byer. That's who this guy is. And we see footage of him on the sideline. And no disrespect. Like, this guy's a great coach, uh, great uh, conditioning, strength and conditioning coach, great enthusiasm for the team. Like, yeah. you love to see that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But whenever I thought about Mark Byer being a coach, it is that man's personality. So to, to, for you to even mention shorts on the sideline does not surprise me. The only thing that does surprise me is you didn't paint your face like homeboy from the program. <laughs> Lauderville. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Next year. The best, Next year. dude. Skull Next year. face yeah. makeup. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> All man. right. Thanks for listening, y'all. All right. Yeah. It was love you, right. bro, man. Okay. Love you, too, buddy. We'll see you next week, folks. Next time. Yep. Cheers. Cheers.